fire. That's what we need to do for Jesus, amen? amen. We need to burn like a fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time. Happy birthday, Jesus. Let's sing Jesus' happy birthday. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I was going to say, who said, and many more? <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Gracie, would you come on down? It's time to take up an offering. What? Oh. Shout Jesus in the morning, and Jesus in the afternoon, and Jesus in the evening. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your tithes and offering that you're bringing into this place. We pray, Lord God, that you would prosper us, that, Lord, you would pour out your blessings upon us and upon your people. We pray that you would cover them and protect them and be with all those that couldn't be here today. Lord God, I pray that you would bless them abundantly, Lord God, and that you would move and work in their lives and make straight their paths. And I pray against the devil, we bind them up in Jesus' name. We cast them out of our finances. We cast them out of our lives. We cast them out of our families. And we cast them, Lord God, back to the pit where he belongs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, next week when we meet, it'll be a new year. Amen. And everybody will be thinking of their New Year's resolutions. Wow. Can't believe it. I can't believe Christmas is gone and done. It's what by every, this whole year was the blink of an eye. Crazy. All right. The title of my message is going to be The Center. Is Jesus the center of your life? Amen? Amen. Just yesterday we celebrated Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Now every year in our family we all gather together at our house. And we all look forward to this day. All of us do. Our whole family looks forward to Christmas. A coming together at our house. We come, we exchange gifts, we, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we get excited, and this year we almost didn't do it, but everybody said, no, we gotta have breakfast pizza, we gotta have Joe and Lizzie's breakfast pizza, so that was the deciding factor, and I was adamant about it, I said, no, it didn't matter if we had breakfast pizza or not. We've been doing this now for over 27 years, and it's like a tradition. It's tradition. We can't break tradition. Tradition. But yeah, it's like tradition for us, for me. Each year all the kids gather around the tree, and they wait for Grandpa to read the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, 
so they can dig into opening up presents. And then I got to thinking that, boy, that all of that preparation, all that decorating, all that planning, all that cooking, all that cleaning, it's over. <laughs> Some would say amen, hallelujah to that. Some would be like, ah, oh, I can't believe it. And you know, I got to thinking about it, and I got to thinking that, you know what, Jesus did all of that. If you know, if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't celebrate Christmas. Just think about it. If it wasn't for Jesus, there would be no Christmas. Can you imagine that? That'd be like the Grinch that stole Christmas, huh? <laughs> if it wasn't for Jesus... And I thought my wife was going to share my message this morning when she started talking about 1 John. But if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't even know what the true light was. Because in 1 John, it says that Jesus, the true light that gives light to every man, was coming into this world. Think about that. On that day in a manger... The true light that gives light to every man came into this world. Isn't that amazing? You see, Jesus, all things changed. The whole world changed when Jesus came into this world. King and Country said on our Christmas special that we had last week, King and country said that Jesus, he changed B.C. to A.D. That means God literally changed time. He, he changed B.C. to A.D. And if you look at that, when you think about your life, when you accepted Jesus into your heart, your whole life was changed. From before Christ to after Christ, after death, after Christ, our whole lives have been changed. Just like Jesus changed the world of time, he changed every man and woman that accepts him as his Lord and Savior. Jesus' birth was such a marker in and on the world that the whole world would no longer be the same. That the whole world would no longer be the same. This last Friday night we had to watch our grandkids, Jackson and Oliver, while our daughter and son-in-law went out shopping for them. And we watched the show called Jack Frost. Now Jack Frost was a little bit of a rebel. But Jack Frost was chosen to be a guardian. <clears throat> and Santa, in the movie, took Jack Frost into his office 
And he asked him this question. What, his, what was his center? Jack, what was his center? And it's such a profound question that it makes you think about what is your center? What is your center? Think about it. What is your center? And truly, ask yourself that question. We put so many things as our center that shouldn't be our center. You know, when I was writing this, when I, when I was thinking about that, I couldn't help but to picture myself in a sandbox as a little kid and then taking all the toys <laughs> to myself, being like a bully and being like, no, you can't have that. That's mine. I was kind of a bully when I was a kid. I was. I was bad. And I didn't just pick on kids my size or younger. I picked on some big kids. I used to have a, a friend who lived across the street. I'll never forget. He was a, his name was David. And he was probably three years older than I am. And he was big. Big kid. But he was out of weight and he was, he was out of shape and he was overweight. And I would pin him down to the ground and I would not let him up. And his mom would come out. And she would be hollering at me. You quit picking on my son. And even though David was older and much bigger than me, I still bullied him around. I was a mean, rebellious bully. And at the center of my life, at the time, and for a long time as I grew up to be even a young man or a young adult, the center of my life wasn't about Christ. It was about on getting all these things. Like that, like that kid in the middle of the sandbox hoarding all of his toys. See, we didn't grow up knowing that Christ Jesus was the Son of God or that He came down to this world, to save man. I didn't know what John 3.16 meant. I thought it was a football player. But as Christians, we are called to have Jesus at the center of our lives. We have, as Christians, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we actually sign up. You know, I served in the military. I raised my right hand to serve our country. And when I did that, I was no longer my own person. I was no longer a civilian. I was property of the United States government. And anybody who served in the military would testify to that. They would know that. You are no longer your own. You are owned by the government. And in the same way, we do the same thing when we ask Jesus into our heart. We live like a, we, we're supposed to live like a soldier for Christ. Paul said that. You know, Paul said, we're soldiers for Christ now. We have signed up as Christians, as receiving Jesus 
into our heart. And receiving Jesus and making Him our center. It's no longer I that live, that Paul said, but it's Christ that lives within me. Now, Jesus wasn't religious. You know, if, you, if you've watched The Chosen, you would see that. And I would suggest, I would recommend that we all watch The Chosen series. They're just great. But if you read the Word, you would see it too. Jesus is real. He is as real as you and me. And not only that, but he is real and a real person. Jesus is all God, and he's all God's attributes. He is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. He's also a warrior. He's also a king. He's a king of kings and lord of lords. And he's also righteous, and he's also a judge. Thank God he's a righteous judge. He's also the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man can go to heaven except through Jesus. Amen. And don't let anybody deceive you or tell you otherwise, because it will be a lie, and it will be from the son of Satan himself, or Satan the devil, or the demons. It's funny, sometimes when my grandkids fight, they would say, they would call their Brothers or sisters, you're the spawn of Satan. <laughs> I think I've heard that in the barn once or twice, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, we cannot let the devil in, amen? And he'll try. But God is all those things. And he not only is all those things, he is the word made flesh. And he came down as a baby, born in a manger. And he came not just for you and for me, but for all mankind, for the whole world. Jesus came for the whole world to set the captives free, to restore sight to the blind, to heal the sick, and to mend up the brokenhearted, to deliver those that are depressed and attacked by the demonic, to set the captives free. He didn't go to the Pharisees or the Sadducees. No, Jesus went to the down and outers, to the lowly, to the ones who needed him the most, to the ones that were hopeless, that needed hope, to the ones that needed love, to the ones that needed encouragement, he encouraged them. It says in 1 John, we're going to read from 1 John 1 all the way to 18. It says, in the beginning was the word. And we know that to be the truth. Because what did God do when he created the universe? He spoke the word. Didn't he? In the beginning was God. In the beginning. 
God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. In the beginning was the Word. And there was light. Amen. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And He was God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made. That has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. But darkness has not understood it. And he's talking about Jesus, John is. Because there was many people that didn't understand the times. That didn't understand what was happening to the world. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify Concerning the light. So that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Do you know we're living in these end days? And there are going to be two witnesses that are coming. Just as John was a witness to the light, there's going to be two witnesses coming before our Lord and King comes back as a warrior. Before our Lord and King comes back to this world. Jesus is the true light that gives light to every man. Was coming into the world and he's coming again. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John himself testifies concerning Him. He cries out, saying, This was He of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the only, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Amen? Amen? 
God born in a manger, born in the flesh, for you and for me. So I ask you this question. Is God, is Jesus your center? You see, if it wasn't for Jesus at the center of my life and at the center of our marriage, our marriage probably wouldn't be standing here today after 27 years or 26 years. It really wouldn't have been. If it wasn't having Jesus at the center of our lives, we would be another statistic of the Christian divorce. If it wasn't having Jesus to pray to, to seek out answers for, for some of the things that we went through through life, we would have been destroyed. We are going to need to have Jesus more and more as we see the day approaching. And I'm going to tell you, the devil is going to try to pull you away from that center of your life. The devil will try to lure you away. He will try to deceive you. He will try to bring depression and anxiety and all the other things that are not of God to come against you. Disappointment, despair. That's why we gotta we gotta dig in. We gotta hold on to that garment and not let go. We gotta hold on to the center of our lives. And we gotta cherish it like it's a pearl of great value. Like the man who found the treasure in the field. The pearls of great value, the treasure of great value, who went home and he sold everything he had to buy that field. That's how we got to live our lives. Every day. We've got to put our flesh to death, our stinking thinking, our, as Pastor Tom would say. And we got to live and we got to burn bright for Jesus. We've got to be the light in the darkness. And when you're the light in the darkness, trust me, the darkness has to flee. Has to flee. Darkness can't stand around light. I know that Christmas might be over, but as Christians, it should never be over. Christmas should never be over for us. It might be over for the world. But for us who love God with all our heart, who seek Him, who long and desire for His presence and His Holy Spirit in our lives to manifest and move and move us, it should never be over. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. Amen. 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 So, Father, I just praise you and thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that it is alive. Lord, your word in the flesh, your word is made alive. Your word was literally alive in the flesh that we could reach out and touch in Jesus. And, Lord God, we have your word right here with us. 
Lord God, and it's in our hearts. Let us hide it there. That it's alive. Your word is alive, Lord God. And we are so thankful for that. We're so thankful, Lord God, for what you've done in a lowly manger, Lord God, that you sent Jesus to save us, to save all of us. And we give you all the praise and honor and glory. And I thank you for this day, and I pray that you would bless this day and bless those that hear this message, Lord God. I pray that it would minister to them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.